0: What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the Uncensored Christian Podcast. My name is Dante Williams, and I want to start off by being honest with you, quite frankly, because in this time of quarantine where, you know, we're told to stay inside and and places are being shut down, we can't go out and about, it's honestly been driving me crazy. I mean, I got to be honest with you, it has been driving me crazy because I'm one of those people where when I'm not able to go out and do things and and I'm kind of, you know, stuck and isolated, I get in my own head. And for me, that's scary because I go through all my st- my thoughts and, and I start questioning myself. And one thing I do when I question myself, and this is probably really unhealthy to do, but hey, I'm human and I do it, is I'll scroll through social media and I follow a lot of people that I graduated with. So they're my same age. You know, we took the same classes and I'll look at where they are right now in life and I'll question, what, what have I done wrong? Because I'll see these people and, and they're driving cars that costs more than my house (laughs) they have jobs that they love you know they'll post pictures and they're always smiling and happy and 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 they're working these jobs that are just dream jobs making a ton of money and i'm sitting here going lord where did i mess up (laughs) what did i what did i do wrong i mean we went to the same school we took the same classes i mean did I do something wrong, Lord? And and I'll start to question God and I'll question his purpose because I'll be like, Lord, I I know what you called me to do. You called me to spread your word and and that's awesome. But I'm gonna be honest with you, God. I honestly, I, I want things to happen a little bit quicker. Seriously. I feel like it's taking too long. Like, how are they at the age of 22 making so much money, living this awesome life? They look happy and and I'm struggling, you know, to pay my bills. Like, like, what is going on, God? And and this is what God told me. He, he hit me he said, "Look, Dante, their path is not your purpose." Now I'm gonna say that again because I know somebody needed to hear that. Their path is not your purpose. He said, "Yes," in that Instagram picture, they smiling with their car but what you don't understand is right before they took that picture they had to get themselves out of bed because they are depressed because they don't have any purpose in their life and they did everything they could to plaster on a smile so that they could show other people that they're okay when really on the inside their path is not your purpose and I think all too often in this age where When we have questions, we can get instant answers. I mean, you go on Google, you type in anything. How high is Mount Everest? Boom, there's the answer. How far is is one country from another? Boom, there's the answer. How do you make some cookies? And all of a sudden you got Rachel Ray on your screen showing you how to make cookies. We We get answers immediately when we want them and we expect that to correlate to what God is trying to do for us. And the truth of the matter is, is that we want instant answers from an intentional God. I don't want you to miss this because this is very important. We want instant answers from an intentional God. And what we have to understand is God's answers are not always concise because many times they come with a challenge. What do you mean by that, Dante? Well, I'll explain. You've been asking God for something. For me, maybe one thing for you, maybe another. For example, let's say you've been asking God for a new car. like, Lord, Lord, give me a new car. Give me new, I've been praying. You said asking, you shall receive. I've been asking. I haven't heard an answer back. I just want a nice ride. I want some nice rims. Give me some leather seats. Hook me up, Lord, because look, I've been reading the Bible. I've been following you. I just I just need a new car. And you're, you, you lose faith when God hasn't answered what you've been asking for. But what God is really trying to say is, I haven't given you a car yet, not because I can't, not because I don't love you, but because you're not ready. Because to be honest, I could give you a car right now. It could be nice. It could be tricked out. But you don't know how to save money to be able to afford the car that you're wanting to have. Oh, <laughs> okay. Okay. But Lord, I've been praying for a new job. I'm unhappy where I'm at. I don't like it. I don't like the people I work with. I mean, I, I've just been praying for a new job. I want to make more money. Like, come on, Lord, I've been praying. It's been a year now that I've been praying for a new job and you haven't you haven't answered my prayer. And God's saying, look, you're not ready for a new job because the job that you're currently in, that I put you in, mind you, because you've been praying for that job, you wanted a different opportunity and I gave you a different opportunity. You haven't been putting 100% in. You haven't been giving any effort. You haven't been putting in any effort to the job that I've already blessed you with, but you expect me to put you in something with more responsibility? I'm not going to set you up for failure. And what God wants us to see is that God will give us a great promise, but the path isn't always easy. So, when we feel distant from God and we feel distant from others, this is when questions start to roll through. So, the title of this message today is Questions in Quarantine. In this time of isolation, what have you been questioning God on? Now, there, there's people in the Bible that question God many, many times. And these people were the Israelites. And, and I'm going to get into Exodus because this is an amazing story. You're going to learn so much from this. So God, at the beginning of Exodus, he recruits the MVP, Moses, MVP, most valuable prophet. And he he tells Moses to tell this to the Israelites who, in at this moment, they were slaves. They were enslaved to the evil, evil ruler Pharaoh in Egypt. And God says this in Exodus 6, 6 through 8. Therefore, say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will free you from their bondage. I wonder, what bondage are you believing that God will free you from? Is it a bondage of fear? I mean, I can understand it looking out at the news every day maybe you are bound to fear at this moment in time maybe maybe you're bound to greed maybe you're going out and and stocking up on supplies you don't really need and god's trying to free you from the bondage of greed so he can deliver you into grace into a spirit of giving so you can bless somebody else and the scripture continues i will redeem and rescue you with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment against egypt then I will take you for my people. I will be your God and you shall know that I am the Lord, your God who redeemed you and brought you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will bring you to the land, which I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and I will give it to you as possession. I am the Lord. And how the rest of this continues out is God keeps his promise. He delivers the Egyptian or he delivers the Israelites from slavery under the Egyptians. He goes through. He splits the Red Sea. Everybody knows the story. Moses lays down his staff. God splits the Red Sea. The Israelites run through. He brings the waters back down on the Egyptians and they're free. They're free from slavery. It was a miracle. God saved them. And so they get up to a point after they're freed and they go to Mount Sinai and they're up at Mount Sinai and God comes down in a cloud and God's about to interact with them. And so Moses goes up to the mountain. Now the Israelites don't know this at this time, but Moses is going to be up there for 40 days and 40 nights and the israelites are going to be left with their own devices down at the bottom of the mountain and so we meet them again in exodus 32 verse 1 and here's what we see now when the people saw that moses delayed coming down from the mountain because he was up there for 40 days and 40 nights they gathered together before aaron and said to him come make us a god who will go before us basically saying make us a god who will lead us as for this moses oh the this moses that just delivered us from slavery under the egyptians this moses that went out on a limb and faced pharaoh face to face and told him to let my people go this moses the man who brought us up from the land of egypt we don't know what has become of him we don't know what's happened (laughs) he could be dead like we, we honestly have no clue honestly we probably believe that he's abandoned us so go ahead make us an idol so this idol can lead us because honestly God's probably deserted us. That's what we're thinking in this moment in time. That's what this verse says. And here's what's crazy. Since God did not operate on their time frame, they tried their own way. Because what God was doing up on that mountain is he was giving Moses the commandments, the law that was going to help guide the Israelites into their promise. And God was doing this whole process so he could achieve his promise. But since the Israelites didn't see the process, their faith was fragile, and it postponed the miracle that God was putting in store for them. And once again, we seek immediate answers from an intentional God. God showed them the promise. We, we read it in, in Exodus 6. God showed them the promise. They was going to deliver them into the promised land that he had already promised Abraham. But since they did not see the process, they turned on their faith. Now this blew my mind. This blew my mind. I'm sitting here going, Lord, you're telling me that the Israelites who just saw you split a sea in half, literally you split the sea waters in half and allowed them to be freed from slavery. Those same Israelites just turned their back on you because they felt quarantined for 40, 40 days. This blew my mind. And and it honestly had me doubt a little bit. Because I'm talking to God, I'm like, Lord, you just split the seas for them. And in just a small amount of time where they did not know what you were doing, where they didn't see your process, they turned their back on you. Their faith failed. So, Lord, you could understand if us in this time of quarantine where there's a virus going around and people are dying and we're afraid, you can understand if, if our faith fails. Because honestly, Lord, I'm not seeing any seas being split. And this is what God said to me. God said they were blessed because I split the seas. You're blessed because I don't have to. Somebody listen to me. God said they were blessed because I split the seas. You, you are blessed because I don't have to. And what I need someone to understand is we cannot measure miracles. Because what was salvation for them is standard for us. Oh, this makes me happy. I I hope somebody's getting what I'm saying. What was salvation for the Israelites who were enslaved is standard for us. See, they didn't see the miracle in the moment. They couldn't see it because for them, the sea splitting was a salvation where they were now freed from slavery and God was going to bring them into the promised land. But what's amazing is, is that same promise where God was going to save them from slavery, and bring him into the promised land that salvation and the miracle he had to do that's standard for us because we are already living free because jesus died on the cross to free us from our sin so what was salvation for them is something that we get to live every day and and so often so often we will question god and we'll say lord what's going on here because we, we read about all these miracles in the Bible. We read about them all. Jesus raising people from the dead, seas getting split, people people being able to walk when they were paralyzed, all of these things. And we question and say, Lord, why would you do that back then? But we haven't seen anything like that now. I haven't seen any seas split before my eyes. And, and this is what God wants us to understand, is that you cannot measure miracles because, because for them, that was a miracle. Everything that we see going on for them, those are miracles. And God's saying, Look, you're blessed because I don't have to heal people who are afflicted and sick. Because I've equipped the people in today's day and age with the ability to use medicine, the ability to heal. The fact that something that afflicts us now, we can go into the hospital with and they can give us a quick shot and we're healed within a week. The fact that we can do that now, because back then, something like that would have killed him easily. God's blessed us with the miracle. The fact that we have a device in our hand, the fact that I'm able to read off a device like this that I can literally connect to anybody in the world, that I can get answers immediately, that I can be plugged in to everything that is happening, that is a miracle in itself, but since we are in the moment, it does not look like a miracle, it looks mundane. And God's trying to to get a hold of us and say, you cannot measure miracles because we are living in one right now. And the Israelites struggled with this. They didn't see the miracle in their moment because they didn't know about 2 Corinthians 5, 7, where it says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. They were walking by sight. They saw God split the seas, but they also saw that they lost sight of Moses for 40 days. So their faith failed. And this wasn't the first time that the Israelites or this wasn't the only time that the Israelites failed to trust in God. We see them in Numbers 14 in verse 3. Now at this point, they've moved on from Mount Sinai. They continue to travel. And God, right before this verse, reaches out to Moses and he says, Moses, you see the land of Canaan right over there? I want you to send 12 spies. I want you to send 12. And I, I want them to survey the land. And I want them to come back and report what they've seen. So Moses sends out these 12 spies and, and the 12 spies come back and 10 of them don't have faith in what God is doing because they don't see the process. They don't see the process, so they're losing faith. And and they come back and and they have a message of fear. And they're like, yo, yeah, there's some good food here and stuff, but but the people there, they got armies, and that army's gonna wipe us out. It's going to wipe us out. And so the people in Numbers 14 and verse 3 say, why is the Lord bringing us into this land? Mm. Have you ever questioned God when he's bringing you into the promise? Have you ever questioned him because it didn't look like what you envisioned it looking like, but you had no clue that you were already at the brink of being in your promise? Mm. They said, why is the Lord bringing us into this land to fall? By the sword, our wives and our little ones will become a prey. Would it not be better for us to go back to Egypt? Oh, now that's a slap in the face. Would it not be better for us to go back to Egypt? Oh, you're talking about the land of Egypt where God just delivered you from slavery. Oh, you're talk. no, that's the Egypt you're talking. You're talking about the Egypt where Pharaoh had you throw your newborn sons into a river. Oh, that's the Egypt that you're wanting to go back to? And they said to one another, let us choose a leader. So forget about Moses. Let us choose a leader and go back to Egypt. I wonder, what has God delivered you from? But since you don't see his process, you're tempted to go back into. They wanted to go back into the same place that God just delivered them from. A place of slavery and death. And and I just, I have to ask the question, how fractured is your faith where you want to go back to slavery instead of in to God's promise. And, And here's what I want you to understand. When you can't see or feel God's process, you can't abandon faith for what's familiar because all they saw was an obstacle instead of an opportunity. All they saw was the obstacle of the army in Canaan, but they did not see the opportunity for God to show up and show who he really is. Now, let's not forget about the other two spies that were sent out because we heard about the 10 that were delivering a message of fear, but then there was two, and these two were by the name of Joshua and Caleb, and they came back and they were like, yo, this land of Canaan, they got all the food. They got a Walmart in there. They got nice water. They got all. They got a flat screen TV. The land is great. And yes, yes, we did see the army as well. We're not going to lie to you. We saw the army. But if we believe in God and obey what God tells us to do, we know that God is going to show up because Joshua and Caleb, they did not. They did not see an obstacle. All they saw was an opportunity for their God to show how powerful he is because God made a promise. And part of God's promise was this process that he wanted to originally bring them into this land so God can show up. Mm. You know that this trip, from the time that they left Egypt, going into the promised land, this trip was only supposed to take two weeks. You know that? (laughs) They didn't know that. They had no clue. But this trip was only supposed to take two weeks. But because they continued to question God, continued to turn to to abandon faith for what was familiar because they continued to do this this trip took 40 years a trip that was supposed to take two weeks ended up being 40 years and i wonder what has god been trying to get you into that you could have been into a long time ago but because you continue to fail to put your faith in god when the time gets hard He has to postpone your promise. Here's what they didn't see because they couldn't see God's process. God gave them a promise. They knew what the promise was, but they continued to doubt his process. They had no clue that the very person that was going to lead them into the promised land was Joshua, the man they just put aside. The spy Joshua that said, yo, we can do this if we trust in God, that very same person that they put to the side was the one that God was planning to bring them into the promise into the first place. But because they had fractured faith, their promise was postponed. And what we need to understand in all of this, because when I, when I read through this, I always interpreted it as the Israelites didn't believe in God. They didn't believe in God they they you know they saw the miracles that happened and and they didn't believe in God but but they believed that God was real they did that wasn't their struggle mm-hmm. many many times they referred to him as lord and as god and, and and they're trying to you know talk to him personally but that wasn't their problem the israelites believed that god was they just didn't believe that god would what are you struggling with today that you are just believing That God will come through. What promise has God given you. That you're struggling to continue to believe in. Because you can't see his process. I want to pray for you today. That you will continue to have strong faith. In the absence of seeing the process. Because we are told to walk by faith. And not by sight. Lord, I pray today. That whoever is listening, whoever is watching, that whatever they're going through, I pray that you help them believe the promise and not focus on the process. Lord, you've called us to obey and to have faith. God, I pray that you just be with us today, that when when times get rough, that you help us stay strong in our faith and not turn back to what is familiar. Lord, I pray for everyone out there in this time of quarantine. I pray that the questions that they have, that you just soothe their hearts and remind them that you are Lord and that you have a process going. Lord, I pray that we trust in you. I pray that we trust in the intentional God and not in instant answers. Lord Jesus, I pray that you deliver someone today from the questions in their mind. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Uncensored Christian. And I just hope and pray that this message reached you, that it's going to guide you, that it helps you through this time of questions in quarantine. Have a blessed day.